We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Some of the best high school basketball in the state is played right here in Southeast Wisconsin. It's time to hear from some of the best high school basketball coaches in the area. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show, presented by your local pick and save stores. Now, with former Marquette High and Concordia University coach David Cooks, here's 1057 FM The Fans High School Insider. Big time, Mike McGivern. Good morning, everybody, and welcome in to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores right here on 105.7 FM. The Fan, Don Wachilla, sitting in this morning for big time Mike McGivern, who will join us shortly via the Great Midwest Bank hotline as he's got an important game coming up here this afternoon. We've got a huge show lined up for you today but before we get to those guests want to welcome in the co-host david cooks coach author and all-around good guy david how you doing sir the last part of that introduction i'm not too sure about but i'm doing great it's good to be back man i was uh a little bit under the weather last week and missed the show so uh it's good to be back i didn't get fired last week well that's a good thing because i'm glad to have you sitting next to me once again it's always fun when we get together and fill in here for big time Mike McGivern who as we said has a huge game and we'll talk to Mike shortly we'll also be talking with Tim Chase the head women's coach from Beaver Dam as well as Don Donarski the head coach at Lacrosse Aquinas both head coaches coming away with state championships on the girls side last week we'll also at 11 11 o'clock if I can you got here. it. You got got it. It's, that, it's that nice water. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, McGivern, McGivern leaves, and we get an upgrade in the water here. It's called Life W T E R. Not even spelled right. Well, Life Water. Now you know why. Now you know why it was on sale. <laughs> <laughs> also, we'll talk with Russ Russ Blunt from CSA Prep Star, as well as Randy Casey, the head coach at MATC, as MATC has found its way into the national tournament at the NG say AA level and you know I talking this morning this is this is the wrong day to forget how to talk when you're filling in for big time I'm waiting for the text to start rolling in because you know he's listening but David part of the reason why I think I'm so doggone tired this morning is all the basketball that was on last night man now let's 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 call this a first world problem if we could please because I had a number of devices and televisions and everything set up watching anything between Washington and Lacrosse Central oh. on the WIA side which turned out to be a great game you had the Marquette game the Bucks with a huge comeback Oshkosh goes to the finals at the division 3 level all of these things going on at one time and, and wait whoa 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 go ahead what about the Duke Carolina game? I, was I, mean, getting... I mean, can we get there? Because see, when Duke loses, I'm, that's the first thing that Mr. McGivern says to me. <laughs> he says, "Hey, Cooks, what happened to your boys last night? What a game! Oh, that game! What a game! Let me tell you, this is if if what a great time to be alive. 
<laughs> during this stretch where if you like basketball, yes, this right here has been one of the best stretches of tournament play, whether it's high school or college, and we have, have and we don't even touch on what the Milwaukee Bucks are doing. I mean, this is a great. I mean, this is this is like crack. <laughs> I'm, I'm, okay, well, we'll take that for what it's worth from the coach. You know, boy, I don't even know how to follow that yeah, up. Coach. I don't either. It's you just, know, I didn't know what. I, the know. thing is, though, we always think of the state of Wisconsin being a football state. You always hear it referred to as a football state, but you're absolutely right, David. The fact of the matter is, what we're seeing at the high school level, and I think we'll talk more about this next week with some of the seniors and some of the recruits that are within the state of Wisconsin. You know, we're we're always thinking of blue chip players coming mm-hmm. from elsewhere, and we got a number of blue chip players right here in the state of Wisconsin. Then you look at Oshkosh now headed for a chance at a national championship. Like you said, the Bucks, Marquette, Wisconsin all headed to the big dance. It's just been a really phenomenal time for round ball here in the state. What a great time. I mean, this and if you I mean, if, if you can't enjoy this, even even to the casual fan. These games are so engaging and so intense, and the competitive nature, and it's and it's consistent at every level. Yeah. I mean, p- these the, the players are putting out an immense, an, an intense amount of 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 effort, and they're focused. And I think about these college guys, uh, the Marquette guys, the Badgers. These are ki- these are still kids, basically. Yeah. That are performing at a very high level on a very high stage with a lot at stake. And that's one of the things I think that gets lost sometimes in the midst of all of the coverage that now you'll find at the high school and collegiate level is the fact that you're right. They still are kids. They're young men. They're young women. But let's face it, when you're between the ages of, let's say, 15 and 22, there's a lot of growth that takes place in that time frame. And yet, when you get to be people of our age... We look back, and they're still kids, and we mean no disrespect by it, but you're still developing, you're still growing, you're still going to make mistakes. Absolutely. And yet, when you watch them on the floor, they look like adults running up and down the length of that floor doing what they do. Yeah, their, their ability to be focused mentally and just to stay on task. That's why I think that that's where the coaches earn their stripes. Yes. Because they've got to get these players, whether they're boys or girls, men or women, uh, to be on one one page, one accord, getting it all done at the same time, staying focused, and that is not the easiest thing to do, as you said, between the adolescent ages age, ages of fifteen and yes, twenty two. And that that really is. I mean, just about every coach who gets hired at the high school or collegiate level knows their X's and O's inside and out. They can diagram whatever needs to be done on the floor. It's what they do off the floor that has a tendency to separate you know, those way up top from those wherever you want to place them afterwards is the fact that they're able to maneuver those landmines, which is, is exactly what you just referred to as adolescence. I mean, kids at that age, both men and women, will do and make mistakes that are just part of growing. But then how do you manage that in this world of social media and everything that gets out there and not allow them to be subject to some of the scrutiny then that takes place because of how they put themselves out there. Absolutely. Kudos to the uh, coaches. I mean, they, yeah. Oh, definitely. They, they deserve a ton of credit. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to talking to the coaches today, especially the girls coaches who won those state championships and talk to them about that a little bit. And, and the issue is though, it doesn't, it's not an urban issue. It's, 
an age issue. Absolutely. Because I think sometimes people think that the issues are heightened maybe in, in urban areas, but those same issues occur in, in rural Wisconsin, since we're talking, you know, the state of Wisconsin here, they happen in rural communities as well. We're talking about the age. And at that age, the mistakes and the triumphs mm-hmm. that kids can have. Absolutely. And, and I think we've seen that. Unfortunately, um, we've, we've had uh, firsthand experience in our suburban areas and, and some of the issues that can impact the team and some of the things that they have to overcome, which is making, for example, Brookfield Central's run right now remarkable. Yes. The fact that they've overcome so much adversity uh, and have dealt with so much change and, and trauma and are now in a position to win a state championship. Again, kudos to the coaches and those players and, and their families, quite honestly, for helping those kids to navigate through difficult times. But doesn't it go to then how sport can be – Sport in and of itself can be that unifying factor where you have this ability then to kind of block out the rest of the world and just kind of focus in on what is at hand. And in this case, the quest for a state championship. And you just kind of have that ability then to leave everything behind and compartmentalize stuff and just continue and hopefully make some really positive memories, at least for these young men um, at Brook Central. Yeah in the midst of everything that's going on. It it does bring us together. And I think that's one of the beauties of sport is that it is a unifying um, opportunity and it helps bring people together. And and, um, it's just fun. I mean, it's just fun. I I get geeked up watching it all. So, Yeah, it's going to be... It's going to be something as we're going to get ready. Is he there, Mitch? All right, let's oh. bring him in. I, I didn't realize we were quite there yet. We Well, yeah, we knew he was there. We just <laughs> want to talk to him right away. Let's bring in the host of this show that I'm sitting in for. It's big time Mike McGivern as he's getting ready to coach at the state tournament. Michael, how you doing? Hey, boys. Uh, so when, when Coach Cooks <laughs> talks about staying on task, uh oh! Here we go. Stay on task. Here we go. That sheet I that sheet I gave. You, what time? <laughs> what time am I coming on today? Um, I'm sorry. I w- I was making some notes and I I can't necessarily see the time frame oh, there, sir. Okay. Well, you know, hey, hey, what time? Hey, check the clock. What time is it? Oh, hey, can we get boy. Chicago uh, for the bumper music again? Does anybody know what time it is so we can now, get this I, straight? I got to sit on hold as, as the kids are on the bus waiting for me so you can talk Duke basketball. <laughs> <laughs> You, you know we've got we've we've got the Hall of Famer on the other on the other end of the line. Just so the people know, Hall of Famer Mike McGivern. Yes, it's like a bunch of kids waving. Come on, coach, we got to go. And I'm like, no, I got to do. They're getting me right at ten o five, boys. We're going to be okay. And here I sit as you guys talk about staying on cast and talking Duke basketball. Unless you're talking the Blue Dukes from White Fish Bay, I don't want to hear about it. Why, why do I feel like I'm being chastised? I'm like wow. ready to go in the corner and well, sit like for to, a few hey, minutes. Don, Don, I'd like hey, to thank you, you for the upgrade in the water. Okay? Thank you. Hey, I'm a little focused, okay? <laughs> just a, just a little focused. bit. Hey, 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 seriously, Mike. Last yeah. game of the season, last game of your coaching career, what Correct. is it? What is this like? I mean, who gets this? Is like a storybook ending. Yeah. And who gets to do this? I mean, I thought about you last night, as and yesterday when I watched the game, and my wife and I not yesterday, two days ago, and just you know, who gets to do this? What, I mean, what is going through your mind right now? You know, it's it's funny because uh, as you talked about earlier, David, and I was giving you great, but you're right. You got to stay on task and you think about you know the job that you have to do and. 
you know, this team has earned to be here today. Mm-hmm. You know, this group has played hard. They practiced hard. They played really well. And for these guys to be in the state championship team, a game against a team like Wapan, is something they earned. And so that's really all my mindset right now. When this thing is said and done, um, you know, then, then on the way home, I'll start thinking about that other stuff. But right now, it's uh, it's getting these boys over to, to, to Madison Edgewood to get, get some shots up. Make sure they get fed at 11.30. Make sure we get to the cold center on time. You know, doing all that stuff that, as you know, you know, these are challenging. A couple of challenging days, making sure that everybody's on tech. Making sure guys like Marcus Hines are doing the things they're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Coach Wallershaw, you know, he's, he's driving the bus. He's the guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're just making sure that, that we take care of what we do. And our players, yeah, we, we've had a really good system so far. You know, our kids are ready to play the last six games. We've done really well from the jump. And we're, we're going to stay in the same thing that we've done, that routine. I think it's good for them. And uh, we'll get after it. Well, you, know, I, you never I, know. You never know when the lights get a little brighter how they're going to react. But on Thursday, they reacted pretty well. All right, let's go back to Thursday, Mike, because I want to ask you about Traquan Carrington, who set a record at the Division Three level by scoring 41. And I'll say this, not only was I impressed with his play on the floor, I was even yeah. more impressed afterwards during the postgame presser where mm-hmm. being interviewed, not once did he talk about himself. It was all about team and how things progressed from a team perspective. So enlighten those who maybe did not see the game on Thursday what Traquan, excuse me, Carrington is like is just a person. Yeah, he's, he's a really nice kid. And uh, I, I got to tell you, 36 years of doing this, I don't know if he's the best player I've ever coached, but he's in that conversation. And he's all of 5'9", he's quick as a hiccup, and everything seems slow for him. You know, he gets to the basket when he wants to get mm-hmm. to the basket. He hits little jump shots. He's really good um, at, at making sure that guys are getting open looks and they have to pay so much attention to him. And he just... Uh, He's a kid that has wanted to get on this stage. I can tell you this, that we're playing Wapon today at 2.30, and they announced at 8 o'clock that the Mr. Basketball Player of the Year in our state is Marcus Domas from, from Wapon. And you know what? Hey, he's a heck of a basketball player, as good as they come. But I'll tell you what, for people that haven't seen Traquan Carrington, he should have been in that conversation. Absolutely. He should have been in it. That's all. You know what? I'm not putting any bulletin material up for anybody. But Marcus is, is, is deserving and really, really good. And Trey Kwan should have been in that conversation, and he was not. So, well, I, I tell you know you, what? We'll, go well, ahead. I tell you what, Mike. I've, I've watched your team these last, like I said, these last six games. And your guys are so locked in that they didn't need to make that announcement before the game. Um, well, and, I, and I appreciate they did, David. Well, I, well I'm you telling know, you. What more, what more do they need now? I mean, they're going to be fired up and ready to go. And, yeah, and I know, they, they and look, Wapon is a good team. Not a good, they're, they're great. Really good. They're really good, just like you guys are. Uh, but boy, yeah, I tell you they what, haven't lost since, they haven't lost since the beginning of December. Mm. I mean, that's the last time they lost a basketball game, and they have nobody's been close. Brookfield Academy got close. Right. Brookfield Academy was in that game, and other than that, they have not been in a close game. So, hey guys, I'm sorry, I have got to go. Uh, have a good show. I know the bumper music will not be nearly as good without me there. Uh, no, it, it'll be better. It's okay. <laughs> I appreciate you guys. I do this 
on uh, WMLW uh, if you want to take a look at a little uh, Greendale Martin Luther basketball. Michael, good luck. We're rooting for you. Go get them. Guys, see you later. Yep. All right. Bye-bye. That's big time Mike McGivern joining us on the great Midwest Bank hotline. Is David, like you said, he's headed to Madison for his last game as a coach, and there aren't too many people in this world who have, A, the opportunity, or B, then to take that opportunity and be successful and, in essence, go out on top. Yeah, I know that he's he probably isn't thinking much about it, but I'm sure he's had to, somewhere in there, it's got to be on his mind. But, you know, he's had so much success, and he's done so much for high school basketball in the state of Wisconsin, thus the Hall of Fame recognition. Um, and what a, what a great way to go out, whether they win or lose, to go out in a championship game, to be a part of the final game of the season yes, sir. as your final game as a coach. Yeah. You, can't, you couldn't ask for a better, a better storyline. No, I think your next book is in the writing right there. You can sit down <laughs> with him and co-author that one. Listen, we got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to one of those state championship coaches. It'll be Tim Chase, the head girls coach at Beaver Dam, joining us. Coming up in a moment, you've got the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores. We're back in a moment. Once again, welcome back in. It's the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores. Don Wachilla sitting in this morning for big time Mike McGivern, as we just talked to, is on the bus headed up to Madison to get ready for the state tournament. Also joined by my co-host, the former Marquette and Concordia University coach and author of Getting Undressed from Paralysis to Purpose. It's David Cooks, but we jump right back to the great Midwest Bank hotline. And joining us is the head women's coach from Beaver Dam. It's head coach Tim Chase. Coach, how are you? Good morning, guys. How you doing? We're doing great. Glad to have you on board. Congratulations on another state championship. For some reason, I got to believe that just does not get old, does it? Uh, no, it's a pretty special feeling. A great group of kids this year. They did everything the right way. So, uh, yeah, we're going to enjoy this one this year. So, Coach, one of the things David and I were talking about during the intro is how coaches have to maneuver the landmines of adolescence with the age group that you're working with. How difficult can that be? Because most coaches, as we know, know their X's and O's fairly well, and that's the reason why they, they rose to that position. But it's it's battling those landmines, as I like to call them, off the court that can really separate the, the good teams from the great teams. Uh, you're absolutely right. And this year, we, you know, we really controlled those very well. I, you know, I can't think of anything big that happened this year. Uh, but, you know, you got to make sure the kids are getting good grades, that they're behaving the right way, that they're getting along. Uh, so there's just a lot to it, and uh, you know our kids have been in our program for a long time, and they just really bought into everything that we were trying to teach them this year. Hey, coach, it's uh, Coach Cooks here, and congratulations, man, on on a on a great year, not only a great year on on building a culture there in Beaver Dam, and I want to talk to you a little bit about that. Uh, I frequent Beaver Dam because I fish a lot, so uh, I'm up there quite a bit, and you know what 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 is happening up there? I mean, to, to have a uh, the success you're having, a nationally ranked team, um, you know, is is there, um, what's your recipe? What, I mean, what are you doing? Well, you know, a long time ago when we started over, we weren't very good. We were 9-54 and 54 the first three years, so we really just kind of went into our youth program and just really tried to get kids going at a young age to buy in what we were trying to teach them, that we needed to have, you know, that kind of gritty attitude, 
uh, you know, work hard and then, you know, learn some skills and develop our athleticism and then get along. So, uh, I mean, the kids that we had this year, a lot of them are playing together since third grade. Uh, you know, they've played together a lot in the summers as well. Uh, so they've just done a lot of the right things to create this, this formula that we have right now here. You know, uh, a lot of people don't who haven't coached don't understand how difficult it is to uh, coach talent. And you've got a lot of talent on this team. I think it's six, six Division One players, I think, or something like that. Um, what would be your greatest challenge um, in terms of when you have a lot of talent and how you have to make that all come together? Yeah, I give this crew just a tremendous amount of credit for being a totally selfless group. Uh, you know, I didn't have any kids complain. I'm not getting enough shots and uh, things like that. You know, a lot of people look at our team. It's like, well, you don't have anybody who scores more than 13 points a game. Well, that's because they share the ball really well. And they all understand that sometimes a good shot, we can find even a better shot. And, uh, you know, they're really excited for their teammates as well. Um, and I think they just look at the success we had and see that it's all worth it. And plus the fact that they've been able to get those college offers without having to be a 20-25 point score a game in high school uh, lets them know what college coaches are looking for. They're just not looking for the numbers. We're talking with the head coach at Beaver Dam, Tim Chase, who is just the fifth girls program, head coach of the fifth girls program in Wisconsin history to uh, accomplish a three-peat the last time it was Milwaukee Vincent from 07 to 09. And, Coach, David was asking you about the talent and the ability to to share the basketball and all of the things that you just alluded to. But there has to be a certain level of a grind to the season in knowing that every team that you encounter is looking at it as, to use a football analogy, as their Super Bowl, so to speak. How do you, how do you keep the girls in this case on top of things and not let – the, the drudge of the season get the best of them? Yeah, I mean, you try to have a little fun off the court and do some things like this. Uh, this year we took the Florida trip, which was kind of a big deal, and even though we were down there to compete, we did have some activities along the way that we did. Uh, and the grind this year was a little bit more with the national ranking. That definitely added something. But uh, I think, you know, a lot of people want to talk about other things, you know, winning a state championship and things like that. We just talk about trying to get better each day in practice. Uh, that way it kind of just goes into this next day because we know if we take care of the little things, uh, you know, all the other stuff will take care of itself. Well, um, let's talk about the future. You know, um, you're, I'm, I'm assuming you're coming back. You just never know. Coaches are always on one year contract. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, uh, but I think you'll be back. What, uh, what's in store? Uh, you know, we had a great crew. We had an unbelievable great senior class this year, but we've got some really good players coming back. Uh, Jada Donaldson, one of our, our guards last year, she's been one like defending the best player on the other team for the last three years. We've got three state championships, so she's just a tremendous player. Uh, whatever college gets her is getting a kid who they're just going to absolutely love. Uh, so we've got some other seniors in that class. Carly Burkhardt is going to be a really good offensive player for us next year. Has really come along along with Grayson Medeiros and Astrabel, who have you know been in our program. That group of going to be seniors next year. They've never lost a game to an NCT team in Wisconsin through the, all their years of playing youth basketball wow. and now into high school. So that's pretty amazing. Uh, now Maddie Wilkie, who's a junior, played with those kids, and I, you can't say enough about Maddie. She's one of the best basketball players I've ever seen. I mean, and she is just a great teammate. Uh, obviously, everybody knows about her. Then we got some other really good players in that class: Natalie Jens and Paige Hodgson are getting some Division One interest as well. And then we got a lot of other kids that are going to, you know, have to step up their game next year a little bit. You know, some of our other juniors and sophomores, and hopefully maybe even a couple of incoming freshmen that, uh, you know, will have to be able to play defense and play the way that we want them to, uh, in order for them to get minutes next year. Coach, I'm uh, sorry, David. How how much do you sit down and intervene with the young women? 
as far as the whole recruiting process goes because I know anybody who's played high school athletics would love the opportunity to say that they received a scholarship and yet sometimes if you go to let's say Minnesota and play at the division two level actually what we have here in the WEAC at the d3 level is probably much stronger but that idea of I got a scholarship kind of plays into it how how often do you intervene to just talk with the young women about where the best fit might be for their skill set well, it's a good combination between what we do at the high school level and with what the AAU coaches do. I mean, the colleges are looking a lot at what's going on in the AAU world as well because they can see a lot of kids that have that interest. So, But we always talk about, you know, you want to find the right fit for what you want to do academically. Uh, you know, how far away do you want to be from home? And then, you know, just is, is this the kind of school that you really see yourself playing with your teammates? Um, I think that's what's hard, especially for the kids that get recruited so young as freshmen and sophomores, uh, somebody like a Matty Wilkie, you know, had offers coming into high school even, that you're not always quite sure who's going to be there when you get there at that point. And I think that just makes it difficult. Uh, but we just try to get kids to see the big picture and everything, enjoy the process a little bit. But it's tough on the kids, too, uh, when you have all these things to think about. Well, um, you're off-season. What do you do now that the season's over? I know you've got uh, feeder programs and things I'm sure you're involved with, but do you um, take some time to get away from the game at all? Uh, today I'll be going to watch our eighth graders play a little bit. <laughs> it's just kind of how it is. I mean, that's just the culture we've built here and something we really enjoy doing, and we enjoy being in the gym. Uh, you know, our high school kids, a lot of them had to come to track practice and softball practice already on Monday this week after winning state uh, last weekend. So that's hard on them. A lot of them are getting active with their AAU team. So they'll get a little break from basketball and things like that. Once the summer hits, we'll do some things and try to, to do a little bit more together and kind of get our group together. But, um, yeah, this is a building time for us to make sure that we're working with our, our soon-to-be high school players and those 6th and 7th and 8th grade groups to, so they can kind of understand, you know, what, we, what we're expecting of them and then they can kind of see is this the kind of team that we want to be part of in the future. Coach, thanks for taking some time this morning. Enjoy that 8th uh, grade game in a little bit, <laughs> and congratulations on another state championship. We appreciate yep. you taking the time. Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate it. That's the head coach at Beaver Dam on the girls' side. It's Tim Chase, who's, who's Team David again. The last time we saw a three-peat on the girls' side at the state level was Vincent, and I think anybody who's followed basketball in this area knows what kind of dominance those women had between 07 and 09. It's just That's just something magical going on right now in Beaver Dam. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, he, he didn't say it, but he did say it. The cupboard is not bare. Yeah, right. His description of what is coming back, and then he hinted about some incoming things. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that they're going to be a problem for a while. I think they've got themselves a nice situation up there in Beaver Dam that he's going to be able. Listen, we talk about him enjoying it, but let's face it, he's helped build it. I mean, there has been a lot of work, blood, sweat, and tears, so to speak, that has gone into it, and now the rewards are paying off seeing those young women make their way up through the grade school and middle school ranks and getting into the high school and being able to perform at a very high level. Yeah, I mean, he paid his due. They they lost a lot early, but he had a plan and he was building. And, you know, the only thing he's missing is, I mean, he's got to go and get some crappies out of that lake. (laughs) Come on, man, get some fishing in up there. But, you know, the difference between what's taking place in Beaver Dam and what isn't taking place at some levels is they gave him time. Absolutely. we don't see a lot of areas now whether it's at the high school or the collegiate level allowing coaches for what tim chase did which was build that program build that culture because over time now it's paying off it didn't happen necessarily in one year 
And in the society that we reside in where everything needs to be fixed immediately, it doesn't always happen. And he's been fortunate enough to be in a community that has allowed him the I, the the time mm-hmm. to let the process take you itself. Know, he, we joked around about uh, him coming back next year. And he said, well, you know, it's a one-year contract. And jokingly he said that, but it's just the, it's the state of, of the game. Yeah. And uh, you're right. To be given an opportunity, it takes a lot of foresight and people – in the administration and stuff to, to that understand how to build and what it takes and allow for that process to take place mm-hmm. because the process sometimes is painful early on but then like you said you can you get the rewards of the seeds you've sown later right but you just need to be sometime given that time and let's be honest he got some good players too oh yeah and so so that feeder program has produced quality play, players and and he's done the right thing with them. So. Well, and then you also have to go to who he's brought in, and I'm assuming he's the one who's brought in some of the coaches that are working with those young women at the lower levels and helping them develop that skill set so that he's refining it once they get into the high school. That's right. And you know the bandwagon is always full once you start winning. Yes, sir. And you can also find quality people once you have a winning a tradition and culture. Yeah, that's for sure. We got to take a break. On the other side of the break, we're going to talk with another state champion head, head coach, Dave Donarski from Lacrosse Aquinas, and we'll get to him next. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show, presented by your local pick and save stores on 1057 FM, The Fan. Once again, welcome in. It's the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores. Alongside the coach and author, David Cooks, I'm Don Wachilla sitting in for big-time Mike McGivern, who's on his way to Madison to coach in a state championship matchup, which will take place at 2.30 this afternoon. But right now, we jump right back to the great Midwest Bank hotline and bring in the head girls coach at Lacrosse Aquinas, Dave Donarski. Coach, how you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me, guys. Well, we appreciate you taking some time here on a Saturday to talk with us. You've come with now your second straight state title there at Aquinas. Now, for those who don't know, and for someone who spent a little time in lacrosse, thank you, uh, Aquinas is not like the biggest school on the block, and yet you are in the process of really building a nice culture and a nice program there at lacrosse. What I'll steal your your question, David. What's been kind of the key to your success? Well, we've been really lucky. Yeah, we're a school of about 290 kids. Uh, we've got a dedicated group of uh, parents that started it at the youth level and then kids that are really basketball-first kids, super competitive. And, and as that's kind of, you know, evolved, you've seen, a, you've seen a progression of just how good those kids have a chance to be. So... This started about five years ago, and it's just continuing to ramp up. So it's been a really fun environment to be a part of. Hey, it looks like uh, this is Coach Cooks here. Um, it's uh, the boys and the girls seem to be having a lot of success up there. Do you, um, you guys work together at all? I mean, is this something um, that we should expect to continue to happen a long time? It's rare that you have uh, the boys and the girls having as, as much success as you're having. Yeah, I, you know, I, ironically, uh, prior to me starting as a girls coach, I was with the uh, I was with the guys for ten years. So, and we coached some of the best players in the state of Wisconsin. You know, mm-hmm. we coached Scott Christopherson, 
Bronson Koenig, um, Lucas Morrissey. I mean, uh, Jimmy Whitehead, a lot of kids who went on and had really nice college careers, both at the D1, D2, and D3 levels. So we were really fortunate there. And I, I feel like that really helped me as I was trying to figure out a way to, to replicate that type of success. You need great players. I mean, any coach knows that, and we're fortunate enough to have a, a decent number of those kids. But it's it's the ones that that maybe are your, your second and third tier uh, players that are ready to step into a new role each year, and they've they've seen other kids succeed, and then when it's their turn, they just step in and, and are ready to, to make contributions at a really high level, which you know it's indicative of what you know creates the success that we're we're trying to to continue to to grow with. Coach, with with the fact that you worked with the boys as you as you just said prior to taking over the uh, the women's job. What what are some of the dynamics as far as the change that exists between coaching? the men and coaching the women at the high school level? Uh, girls cry more often. Um, <laughs> so that's one. Uh, I feel like, it, and this is not a dig on the guys, but the girls really have a, um, they want to do exactly what you're asking them to do. So I feel from like, they want to please you as, as best they can as your coach. And, 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 and I feel like that way it's a lot easier to teach them to some degree. And then, uh, Maybe on, on, on a more difficult side, boys just have a way of playing in the flow of things where I feel like girls at times wanted a little more scripted. Mm-hmm. So that's been kind of our, our greatest adjustment. But the, the bonds that you build, both guys and girls, it's, it's why you get into coaching. And, and I feel like getting, getting to a, a level where you're, you're winning some, some games, like you're winning a state championship or what have you, or getting to state, that bond that's created through those memories, are, I mean, they're, they're everlasting. I've, I've been to... A lot of our kids' weddings, uh, as, as they've kind of gotten older, and it's, it's fun to watch them mature, get into their careers, and that type of thing. So, it's super rewarding. That, that sounds great. I, I, I often um, uh, say that you can tell the quality of the coach by the invitations he or she, he or she receives post graduation and post college, and the fact that you've been uh, to weddings and all those types of things means that you're you understand the importance of building relationships, whether that's on the boys or girls side. Um, what, what do you see down the road for you and your program? Well, I mean, ideally I'm hoping that we'll continue to see, um, success, right. And, uh, and kids having great experiences. That's really the reason why, especially at the high school level, you get into coaching is you want to give back as much as you can. Obviously you're still hoping to have great success, but it's, it's what those kids take away afterwards. Um, we have uh, four of our um, starters coming back next year. Uh, we do have two other kids that came off the bench that scored uh, a considerable amount of points as freshmen. So uh, I feel like we should be in really good shape and have a solid season next year. But we're also loading up our schedule with some really, really good games. I think you had Beaver Dam on earlier. I mean, they're the class of the state, truthfully. They're the best program in the state. So uh, we play them next year. We play Hopkins, Minnesota, who has the number one player in the 2020 class. Uh, in Page Beckers, uh, we also played Dowling Catholic, and we've played uh, Minnehaha, and we've got we've got a lot of teams that because we're up on that west side of the state, we can draw some of those Minnesota and Iowa schools as well. So our non-conference schedule is just absolutely loaded. But we're, those tests really help us when we get to state as well. We're talking with head coach Dave Donarski from Lacrosse Aquinas, who brought home another state championship. Coach, when you were just speaking a moment ago, you talked about the relationships being built between you and your players. Who were the coaches in your life that built that relationship with you that's instilled this, I'll call it, mentality of you wanting to give back, especially at the high school level? 
Yeah, you know, I'd start with my high school coach, uh, Ralph Cramp. Uh, he passed away years ago, but he had a 30-year tenure at Notre Dame High School in Milwaukee. Uh, he was an incredibly good mentor. And, you know, as a kid, you don't maybe recognize it while you're going through it. And then as you get older, you kind of recognize the sacrifices and the things that they wanted for those kids. Uh, so I would definitely mention him, along with uh, Neil Nelson, was a, was a big part of my life when I was in, in college. Uh, he was a longtime coach at UW-Waukesha won multiple state championships and uh yeah he had a he had a really big influence and i, I actually he he reached out to me after our, our last uh victory and uh we are kind of connected now again and uh, i was just thanking him for everything that he had done and all that type of stuff because as you get older you kind of really get a much better perspective of this, this the type of stuff that that he was going through and the things that he wanted for us and we were able to get and uh doesn't happen without a lot of work and love for that matter yeah, in today's game, Coach, I know that um, you don't get a lot of downtime, and you probably are already uh, involved in things. But you know what? What? What are you doing nowadays? Now that the uh, championship is won, the season's over, and the other sports have begun, do you have some chance to uh, get away a little bit, or are you just right back into the grind? I don't know that it's a grind because you know, and you re- recognize it too. If you love it, mm-hmm. it's your passion. So. The day after state, I took my daughter and, and a friend of hers, Taylor, uh, both who play for me, up to uh, – they had, they had basketball. They had their play AAU through the flight uh, out of Oshkosh. So they had, they had Sunday practice. It was about a four-hour practice. I got a chance to sit in and watch that, which just continues to kind of get the juices flowing. But I'm lucky from a standpoint, like, my kids are really involved in a lot of stuff. So Lexi is a track kid, so that will start up next week. I'm actually – sitting in my car in the Dells. She's got a volleyball tournament, a club volleyball tournament that I'm at right now. So, you know, it's, uh, those, those days go by really fast. I can't believe Lexi's already a junior, so I'm just trying to enjoy every piece of that. Well, you know, I, I think, um, and I say grind and in, in not, in in, not in a negative way, but I think that uh, sometimes if you forget your why, uh, the busyness and the demands of the process can cause burnout. And I think um, uh, understanding that you're passionate about it and your reasons why you do it, I think those are pretty important. Yeah, I, I would completely agree. Well, and, and I'm sure, like, Coach Chase is running into the same thing. You know, you win one, then they're talking about a repeat, which, I mean, if you, you've been at it, it's very difficult to get the state, even even when you've had sustained success, because it's only one game. It's not like you're playing seven-game series like they do in the pros, so the best team always wins. So now, you know, we've won our second one, which I'm very, very grateful for. And I, I don't know that I lasted a day before people were talking about how are we going to get our third one. And I wanted to say, like, yeah, you're right, but let's enjoy this one. And in my head, I'm like, you're right. We should start breaking tape down. We've got a big schedule next year. So, yeah, you can't, it's hard to turn it off. And uh, thankfully, uh, my wife's super supportive of it, and, uh, and she's a big basketball fanatic as well. So, yeah, it's just it's part of what we are all about as our family and everything. So, all right, yeah. Coach. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was gonna, we're going to let you go so you can go enjoy that volleyball tournament there in the Dells. And thank you so much for taking some time with us here this morning to talk about your program there at Lacrosse Aquinas. And if I see you on Third Street, first one's on me, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks again for having me, guys. Have a great weekend. All right, great. same to you. That's head coach Dave Donarski from Lacrosse Aquinas. Again, another program, coach, where we see back-to-back state championships. And as he said, you know, people are already asking him about the third and sometimes you just want to tell people can we just step back and enjoy the process of what we just accomplished here today it is not as easy as people think to get to the tournament first of all let's just sure. go there and then to to 
be able to go and have back-to-back-to-back championships is amazing. And people will coach 30, 40 years and never get to the tournament. Right. And so it is an accomplishment. It is not as easy as people think. And, yes, you need to have players. You need to be healthy. You, you need a lot of things to go right. Um, and you know something? Kudos to these guys uh, for what they've done because that's not easy. And, 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 you, and everybody is going to give you their best game. Sure. Everybody. You, you're wearing the mark, so to speak, and, and you've had that state tournament success, and now we want to come in and be that team that says, hey, we knocked off last year's state champion, especially with a school, as he said, it sits under 300. It's a small high school, and to be able to then still nurture a program with – I'll say limited resources just because of the number of kids right. that you have, right. and to be able to continue to do what they do even speaks – higher, more highly, mm-hmm. I guess, yep. of what of the what culture is. Yes. Yeah, well, you know, and that, that goes to show that it is not the size of your school necessarily that will indicate the success of your programs. But did you notice he went right back to the youth programs? He, he That's exactly where he started. I made a note as he was speaking. He went right back to the youth programs and what they're developing there in the lacrosse area, and then those kids being sent to Aquinas, and he's, again, able – to refine the skill set and build what he's doing. And he said that he gets basketball first players. Yeah. That's something that was very interesting and that that is their first love and that's what they are most competitive in and what they do. You know, sometimes when you do have a smaller situation, um, you don't have as many options available to do so many things. Right. And to, to, to be able to identify in a very early age that basketball is their thing. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't beat you it. Can't, hey, you can't beat that. Let's take a break. We'll continue this discussion. In the next hour, we're going to be talking with Ross Blunt from CSA Prep Star, and we'll also be speaking with Randy Casey, the head coach at MATC, after the 11 o'clock hour. But Coach Cooks and I will continue this conversation next. It's the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores right here on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Once again, welcome in. It's the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores. Don Wachillis sitting in for big time this morning as he's headed to Madison to coach in this afternoon's Division Three state finale there. I, David Cook's joining me once again here to my left. And, David, you said it earlier. I mean, there, there's just not that many coaches anywhere that you will find and I don't care what the sport is whether we're talking soccer basketball football you can go right down the line who have an opportunity like big time has today which is to leave on top I mean he's already announced that he was going this is not like well if we win today you know or I'll come back next year he's already had made up his mind that this was going to be it and and where that team is right now as you said locked and focused He's got a really good shot of coming away with a state championship. He, You could not script it any better yeah. uh, from beginning to end. And you just look at Mike's career over the years uh, and his relationship with Coach Walshheim mm-hmm. and the state championships. And, and you know, I, I know that um, he felt, felt really good about this team even a year ago and uh, thought that they could do big things. And I, I don't think that factored into his decision, um, you know, to step down after this year. But – what a great opportunity and, and uh, a storybook ending. And, um, you know, I, I really hope that, that uh, uh, 
uh, they get a chance to um, give him a gold ball on his way out. Yeah, that would be that would be awesome. Let's run down the schedule here today that's taking place in Madison. The first game getting ready to start in just a few minutes. Sheboygan Lutheran will take on Columbus Catholic Division 5. Division 4 will be New Glarus and Oshkosh Lords. That will take place at roughly 1245. And then the game we were talking about is big time Mike McGivern and Martin Luther will take on Wapan. That's scheduled at 230. One of the games I think everybody's getting ready to watch today will be Nicolay against Milwaukee, Washington. And then the Division I final will be Brookfield Central against Sun Prairie. It's a good day of basketball good again, Good day of David. basketball. It's a good be, day. Uh, I'll be glued in. Uh, <laughs> I think we all will. All right, we'll get to another break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Ross Blunt from CSA Prep Star. He'll join us on the other side. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores right here on 105.7 FM. The fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 